Good evening, ladies and genitalia. Hope you're doing good. Hope you had a good weekend. It's Sunday night. We're relaxing, kicking it back. And it just so happens to be episode number 100. Not like it matters. We're going to keep going, keep moving through this. It's going good. But just to celebrate a little bit of the old days, we're going to start with the episode that started it all. Reboot. But this time I'm going to be doing season 1, <clears throat> episode 12 and 13. Uh, it's called Identity Crisis. So it's part 1 and part 2. And I'm just going to cue you in for part one right now. Let's go ahead and start it. we got a lot to do, right? we got lots to watch. So in three, two, one, play. All right, we got the intro. we got mainframe. They're going down the rabbit's hole. Guardian and defend. Ah, it just feels good. Just kick it back after a nice weekend. Oh, nothing's better than a good episode of Reboot. That's the reason I really started this show, this too long stuff. I was watching a lot of these old shows and like Reboot and Beast Wars just to bring back that old spark, that old memory. Just to, you know, go for a little stroll down memory lane and bring back some of those good old vibes into today's modern world. That's it. That's honestly all it is and I'm just capturing my thoughts and my perspective, I guess, as best I can with what I remember because eventually I'll fucking forget, which I already am, but... It's just fun to really relive these moments and share them with y'all. And hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're having a good time. And I thank you for sticking around. Uh, if you're, you know, up to episode 100, if you've been there since the beginning, I, I truly am thankful. So here we go, Identity Crisis Part 1. So from what I remember, the reason I'm playing this episode, a couple reasons. Uh, firstly was uh, I had an old VHS tape and uh, that my cousin gave me. And essentially, I was just going through it looking for some old content, and I was lucky enough to find like a 15-minute out of a five-hour tape, which was really tough to sit down and you know watch the entire thing and go through, but I'm glad I did because there was a little segment of reboot, and it was the end of part two of uh, Identity Crisis. And then they had a commercial, and that commercial, well, they had a little advertisement at the end of the credits for uh, the brainwash. You guys remember the brainwash? The Saturday morning you know, block on YTV for Saturday morning cartoons. Started at 8, finished at 12. So they had a little advertisement for that. And it just brought back good memories. It brought back good vibes. But I remember watching the episode in, on the VHS and I remember going, whoa, there's something a little bit familiar, if you will, about this episode. Everybody at the end of episode 2 or part 2 had like barcodes. Dot was freaking out. Everybody was different. So it just kind of felt, I don't know, it kind of felt like the right episode to watch for today. But you can't watch it part two without part one, right? So that's why we're going to hang out and have a good time today, episode 100, make it a two-parter. A little bit special for y'all. <laughs> but yeah, so now right now Bob's just giving orders, trying to fight the enemy. I guess they're playing uh, World of Tanks or a version of World of Tanks. I don't know, when I see Bob like that, just commando style, just reminds me of uh, Army Men. The Little Green Soldiers, made by 3DO. You guys remember, I used to have the, the Collector's Edition, where you had, I think, four or five games in there. Army Men 1, 2, 3, and then Space, and then Air Combat, something like that. Also, speaking of Army Men, I had an Army Men game for the N64. I believe it was Air, Air Combat, something like that. And you could play, uh, you basically a helicopter, you're going around fighting ants, uh, bugs, bees, blowing up you know, flowers, little tan, the enemy tan base, tanks and whatnot. That was a fun game. But after a while, it started getting really tough. Uh, I remember there's one level I really couldn't get past. I was used to play up to a certain point. Never had a memory card for uh, the N64 until later. So when I played that game, I'd always have to restart. So I was really good at those first few levels until I got to that, that last little level there. I don't know if it was the last one, but I never got past it. Mm. But reboot, oh, look at that. See, look at that detail with the, the sky and the shading and everything. Yeah, I mean, the, the amount of effort that went into this. This is really, when you talk about CG TV shows, they're everywhere today. But for some reason, this looks better. And I know the face movement and the way they walk and stuff, it's it's a little maybe, obviously it's a little behind. Look, megabytes in the back. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. Now, now she's um, imagining everything's different. Everyone's got barcodes on them. 
Oh, she just had a flashback. She just had a little, I mean, flash forward, if you will. And I, and, and that's the reason why I did play this episode today, because it does feel like we're slowly heading into that world. I mean, not to that exaggeration, or maybe not to that exact standard, but, <clears throat> you know, if you got to get a little political sometimes, but if you have to have a barcode on you or some form of identification to go into any building in any regards, uh, I mean, just watch this episode of Reboot and put that in your mind, and then you'll start freaking out, because... Obviously, they wouldn't do it like that to freak people out, but they'll do it in subtle ways. And, uh, yeah, maybe we could watch this episode. Or if you, have a t- if you have a chance, go check it out yourself later on. Just watch it. Watch part one and part two. And try to relate it to today's uh, today's world, if you will. Or the path it's slowly going in. Bottom line is, you know, when you watch Reboot. Now, you know, speaking of Reboot, we can use a good Reboot right now. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick and tired of what's going on. Just want to go back to the old days. I'm sure everybody does, but at some point you got to move forward. But sometimes you can move forward with memories of the past. Remember the good old times and try to try to make a world that's pleasant to be in. A world with, you know, just some good memories, some good vibes. I don't even know how to word it. It's hard to word it. Sunday night. Had a long weekend. But I hope you understand what I'm saying. Just kick it back at the old Dots Diner. She actually owns a diner. Oh, there you go. She just turned it to Dot Waitress or Manager. Oh, Dot, when you put those glasses on. Damn. <laughs> but, I mean, as a kid growing up, uh, you know, you had your, your favorite car- you know, your favorite moments, your favorite characters from certain shows. The, and the little, not necessarily, you know, when I think of, <clears throat> different shows, it wasn't always the main character that was the most impactful sometimes. Sometimes it was the odd character that didn't do much, and then I wanted that one, all it took was that one episode to turn things around. And in this episode, it's Dot. You know, so you see Dot the way I was, I was expecting Bob to grab her ass. <laughs> I was expecting it, but it didn't happen. Hey, that looks like <laughs> that looks like Biden with the with the glasses like that. So I was expecting him to grab his ass, her ass. <laughs> see what I mean? Like, look at that. The way uh, the animation goes, the animation's obviously <clears throat> in a beta state, alpha state, uh, whatever you want to call it for uh, for its time. But the shading is better. I find it's better than today. Now, you might not have the, the shine or the reflection um, like you do today with the generated stuff on the, on the computers, the AI stuff. But I want to say that it looks better. I don't know. Give me your intake. Give me your opinion. Go to tunelong.com and fucking dot it down there somewhere. But at the end of the day, I really I really think Reboot has aged really well. And this is season one. Don't forget. This is season one, episode 12 and 13. I forgot to mention that. But it is Reboot one, season one, episode 12 and 13, Identity Crisis, part one and two. We're going to just mow through parts one and two right away. There's Bob looking serious. Secret service for Dot. Protect that fine ass. Cannot free you from megabytes control. Can't free you from government control is what I'm saying. Megabyte is the government. Oh, is that? What is that place? That's Bob. No, that's not Fong's, uh, Fong's house. Oh, she's supposed to be like a leader mayor type thing. Huh? And Fong is just like the wise man. But Fong should be the leader. He's the... But he can't reach the people. It's hard to reach the people. I'm trying to understand what's going on with this episode at the same time. Usually I don't really watch... Well, I do watch the episode in the background, but I use it to spark my memory. Just talk about old stuff, right? But in this aspect, I'm trying to see what they're doing. Let's Actually, you know what? Let's go to... Like we always do. Let's go to the reboot Wikipedia page. Just for fun. We got time. We got lots of time. Hope you got time. Thank you for stopping by if you have the time. So we're going to reboot Wiki right now. Oh, okay. Collecting their numbers now. Their numbers now. It's a little loud. Uh, they did a really nice job. I'll be honest with you. But they've got a lot of the new reboot stuff on here too. I'm not a big fan. 
and the way that means Bob. They tried to make Bob look, you know, like the original Bob, but it doesn't look like the original Bob, hundred percent. And they think they're they've improved him, but I I disagree. Voice of Megabyte though, that's a uh, let's take a look. How come how come I can't get like a nice decent Wikipedia about reboot? I just want the page. Come on, oh here it is. Got it. Okay, Reboot is a Canadian computer animated TV series that originally aired on YTV from 94 to 2001. Long. Well, that's pretty good. It was produced by Vancouver-based Mainframe Entertainment. Well, that's where the name Mainframe comes from. They also made, I think they also made Beast Wars. Pretty sure. Uh, Lions Communications and BLT Productions. Oh, nice BLT production sandwich, huh? The animated series was created by Gavin Blair, Ian Pearson. Ian Pearson, Phil Mitchell, John Grace, with the visuals designed by Brendan McCarthy. After an initial attempt by Ian Gibson, it was one of the first, world's first CGI television series. Well, there you go. It's the first. It was one of the first. But in reality, it really is the first major one. And I remember a lot of people talking about the show. Even my, my parents said, hey, there's the show. It's made of CG. And you're thinking, what the hell is CG? Well, I didn't know back then. But I was like, every, even, even my parents had an appreciation for the show. I mean, maybe the first few episodes, and after that it was like, okay, I get it. And then you start seeing other shows coming out in that format, like Beast Wars, like I said. Oh, look at those guns. So yeah, so they're, they're the original. The series follows the adventures of guardian named Bob, of a guardian named Bob and his companions, Enzo and Dot Matrix. So Enzo Matrix and Dot Matrix, they're brother sister. As they work to keep the computer system of mainframe safe from the viruses and other threats. A reimagined live-action CGI animated series with the Guardian Code was announced 2015. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. If you guys enjoy that, ugh, go watch the original reboot. Or maybe you're just watching it because you just want some reboot. I get it. You know, I can get that. But there's other stuff to watch, like more fucking original reboot. Just go back and watch the original over and over. It's better. I think it's better. You know it's better. All right. Let's see the plot. Da -da -da. Characters. Okay, season one. Each installment of the first season was a self-contained episode, except for the two-part finale. Well, there you go. When the user loads a game, a GameCube drops on a random location in mainframe, sealing it off from the rest of the system and turning it into a gamescape. Bop fre frequently enters the games, reboots to become a game character, and fights the user's character to save the sector. If the user wins a game, the sector the cube fell in is destroyed. But wouldn't that mean, like... The guy who owns the computer would be fucking up his computer every time he wins. Or maybe it regenerates, I don't know. So you don't get Bob again. Uh. And the sprites and binomes who were caught within and turned into energy-draining worm-like parasites called nulls. When this happens, they are said to be nullified. Okay. Now I just want to see... Oh, now who would be fool enough? Oh, I love Megabyte. Megabyte's got the best voice ever in cartoons. If I had to pick a, a bad guy, it wouldn't even be Darth Vader. Sorry. Sorry, Miles Moses Jones. But it would have to be Megabyte. The voice actor for Megabyte. Who is, what's his name? He, he's famous. He's, uh, I heard him in a bunch of video games, a bunch of uh, other shows. Let's just take a look. We're figuring it out. Come on. Tony. Oh, it's Tony J. Is it Tony J? Yeah, Tony J. Look at that guy. Amazing. Where, where did I see him? Oh, he passed away in 2006, guys. 2006, Tony J. At the age of 73. That's young. That's still young. But he's known for The Hunchback of Notre Dame, all right? Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Twins. I want to see what else he's known for. The last thing he worked on was Miss Spider's Sunny Patch Friends. Uh, Cyber 9. Oh, Mickey's Around the World in 80 Days. Okay, I remember, I remember hearing that somewhere. X-Men Legends, he's the voice of Magneto, 2004, in the video game, by the way. Oh, and Hey Arnold, <clears throat> from 96 to 2004, he's the voice of Rex Smith-Higgins, the voice in the sky, and the Doctor. Interesting. 
And T- T- in Teen Titans, the TV series from 2004, he's the narrator. One of the most famous... Oh, and he is in Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> the Lord of the Rings, the War of the Ring video game. He's the narrator. He's the voice. Which makes sense. I was going to say, he would have been a good character in Lord of the Rings with uh, Christopher Lee. Just got those, they've got those British voices, those deep British voices. Oh, oh. They never get old. I love them. Here we go. There's Bob coming in. But yeah, I wanted to see a little bit of the the plot for this episode. Just bear with me a sec here. Get in, Dot says. Absolutely, Dot. I'm coming with you. Okay, so Identity Crisis Part 1. Okay, Dot loses faith in herself when an attempt to free a community of sprites from Megabyte's sector ends with their personal ID codes in Megabyte's control. That sounds like your uh, your personal information is in the government's control. Hmm. Then there's some trivia here. The graffiti scene in the hallway, including MB4 Hex, Binomes Unite, Smash the Solid State, and Tic Tac Toe. Okay. That's it. That's all they say about the episode. <clears throat> I would have figured there'd be a little bit more. But let's go to part two. Let's see what part two says. Okay. After Cyrus betrays <clears throat> his fellow sprites by handing over their PIDs to Megabyte. Oh, sounds like members of government betraying the fucking people. And handing over all their shit. Uh, Fong distorts Dot's reality to show her what mainframe would be like if she were nullified. Uh, we need to have that. We need to have that view. See what would happen if certain shit happens, right? Sometimes you need to see... You need to, you need a visual. You need a good visual and then it wakes you up. I like the design of those tanks. Oh, stick maneuver, Bob. Bob took over and Dot was like, Oh, Thanks. Yeah, nice move, Bob. Oh, you better believe it. I'm going to give you some good shit later. Oh, that's right. Even the rea- the reactions are still good. Like, this show aged really well. There's some CG shows and movies out there that... Like, if you watch Monster House, you guys remember Monster House? I mean, it's a good movie and all, don't get me wrong. But I find the uh, the expressions on on this... You know when they try to make it too real? Like... This show is meant to be cartoony CG cartoon, right? It's not meant to be as realistic as as can be, as possibly trying to bend the limit, you know. But so when when the reaction happens and it's off or it's weird, it it, it still feels natural, to some degree, to some degree, right? See, like that was a little awkward, but I can accept it because it's a cartoon and I'm expecting to see some wackiness, and which they do. They bend the. This show definitely is a pioneer when it comes to CG animation because if you if you watch some of the i think the episode where it's endo it's enzo's birthday they're showcasing all the different characters on the stage right and you even see the ytv character the ytv um robot he makes a little appearance in there could you imagine a world where a window like that a vid window opens up right in front of you and there's nothing you can do run away but that there would have to be a camera on there Unless it's a one-way communication. But I'm pretty sure they do it. See, look at that. Betray your fellow man, and you'll be rewarded. Sounds fucking familiar, doesn't it? And if it doesn't, well, I invite you to stick around. Love those icons. Just wanted to pause it right there. Take a look at all those icons. Recreate them. Put them on my computer. Bingo. Done. You got yourself a nice computer. God, I'm blown away. Like, this this show is really, really well done. I want to say episode one. Like, they did the episodes as they went. I don't think they did them all. Um, like they said, they were individually done, individual sectors, except for, except for the finale. But I feel like the finale got a little bit of an extra effort, if you will. Because it looks good. I don't know about you, but I'm watching it right now, and it, it looks nice. looks real nice. We're almost at the end of the episode. Megabyte sitting in his chair without legs, as usual. Who's that? Even those do- those doctors remind me of, uh, like, the Nazi doctors from World War II. Doing his experiments. 
see, even with the voice, they know that that's what they're, that's what they're aiming for. That's the uh, the reference. Oh, I remember this. They're hacking in. Even the, even the uniforms. They have those uh, SS uniforms looking things. I mean, if you're going to design a bad guy, you might as well make him look like the fucking scariest enemy of all time, all right? The fucking Nazis. Crazy. Megabyte is fucking awesome. What a character, eh? What a sick design. I actually remember as a kid being scared of Megabyte, uh, especially that one episode where he's climbing up the wall and he's got his legs on. It's funny he doesn't have his legs, right? But he's climbing up the, the wall and he's chasing somebody and he's climbing. I always had fucking nightmares of that, like, Oh, fuck, he's coming to get me. But I wonder if they designed Megabyte without legs, if that was a an animation decision because or limitation. You know, maybe it was hard to just have him sit there with the legs. It would, he would make him look like he was hovering. So they just said, you know what? To make it simple. Oh, look at that, man. Doesn't that freak you out? You see the gates. You see the way the There's fences with the barbed wire. Present your ID. Where's your identification? Did you get did you get the fucking shot? Show me your papers. Show me your papers and you can come in and take a shit. You know. I don't fucking want that world. Do you want that world? Fuck that world. Just watch this episode. Hopefully it'll wake you up. It fucking woke me up, let me tell you that. After uh, finding that VHS, finding that those last fifteen minutes. It gave me like I, I watched the episode at the end, I was like, Oh, this is fucking depressing. And then after that was the brainwash. <laughs> Go figure. There was the brainwash advertisement, which kind of made it a little bit better. Brought back those good old memories of waking up early Saturday morning, going downstairs. Oh, there's an incoming game right before the end of the episode. Keep you on the edge. Now, did YTV air this as a back-to-back? I want to say they did. They would have had to. Why would they have had to? Well, let me tell you. I really feel like just to keep the uh, the impact of the episode, the you know, the severity of it, you imagine waiting a week or maybe the next, maybe they would have done it the next day, but I really think this would have been a back-to-back. <laughs> Sloppy. The fun house to be continued. Look, see, look, look at that cartoon expression right there at the end, their mouths wide open. Guys, that's the end of the episode. All right, let's go ahead and start part two right away. Let's give you a little countdown. Put a little marker. We are at about, I don't know, 20-some-odd minutes in. But go ahead and start part two in three, two, one, play. Mainframe. There you go. To mend and defend. To defend Dot's fine ass. They're enemies and then they show Megabyte. There was an episode where Megabyte, or a couple maybe, but there's an episode where Megabyte helps them. I think there was, wasn't it the one with the internet where the uh, the virus from the internet comes in and Megabyte gives them a little, a little hand? That virus, th- that thing with the long neck and the, uh, the staff, that was a freaky character. I think that one was more fucking freaky than uh, the Megabyte, to be honest with you. But we're about to start it. The game's in. They're in the funhouse. I'm so excited. This is a good episode. I remember watching the last, you know, the second part of it on that VHS, like I said. And just really appreciating Reboot again. It's a good show. And, you know, for two reasons. I mean, there's, like I said, there's two reasons I'm watching this today. Number one, I started it off with Reboot way back when. I'm pretty sure it was Reboot, the first episode. I should probably fucking check that, right? But I believe it was Reboot. I, it's either Reboot or, or Beast Wars, but I'm pretty sure it's Reboot. I think it was the tearing or the tearing. Once and for all. Yeah, episode one was the tearing. Season one, episode one. And a hundred episodes later, we're kicking it right back with Reboot with a two-parter. This is part two, guys. Season one, episode 13. How many times can you say it? I want you to fucking know. If only it was that easy, right, to get a password. Everybody has an identification code. I mean, they already had an identification code, but the fact that Megabyte is taking advantage of it to 
I don't know what he's doing, but he's spying on people or whatever he's doing. He wants to have total fucking and utter control on everything. And the way to do it is, in this world, is to, I guess, have access to their identification code. And in our world, it's to have access to our data. And not just in one day, not just in fucking one week, but in a few years. Then you start learning the patterns and AI can literally predict where you're going to take a shit next, right? So I don't know. I, kind of, It's kind of a bummer to think about. And most people will say, well, it's inevitable. We're going in that path. Uh, well, you don't have to go in that path, I guess, if you don't want to. Uh, there's always another option. There's always other, other ways. Like watching an episode of Reboot, right? That's a good way. It's a good way to fucking put a Band-Aid, but... It's another way. It's a nice way. See, look at those feet. That's ballsy. I mean, for a for a pioneer show like this to do that, to go, to really push the boundaries. Like I said, Reboot is a, a show that pushed the boundaries. They weren't afraid. They should have definitely been given some money or some kind of, some kind of something to keep it going. I mean, they didn't even finish the final movie and then all of a sudden they do this Guardian Code fucking shit with real real actors and you know with the get it with the times well fucking reboot is with the times it's a computer uh pun ridded fucking show what more can you ask for i guess you can you can have social media to it which they probably did I, i'm assuming they did that in the new guardian code i don't want to watch it. i know i should i really i really probably should give it a chance but i've it just doesn't feel right when you see the way they treated bob and the way they I don't know the, the way it looks. Ah, I, obviously it's not a good way to look at it, but uh, I got this a huge attachment to reboot, if you will. It'd be the same way if you took uh, if you took Beast Wars and just butchered it and made it like a fucking Fisher Price show. That's basically what they're doing today. If you look at uh, Powerpuff Girls, Teen Titans, uh, you know all these other sh- all these old shows that had so much detail and. And perspective and, and and fucking detail, right? At, at the end of the day, it's all this fucking detail and effort that went into it. And today, there's no effort. It's just to push it out. Come on, give me another one. Push it out and and make a fucking quick buck off it and go next, next, next. Uh, I guess I guess the only thing that you can really find that it has going for it are the story, the stories, the arcs. Uh, a good example of that would be the TMNT. The uh, I don't know if it's the newest one. But the CG one, the one not the cartoon one that, that looks like the CG one, but the CG one, the one that came after uh, Fast Forward, right? The 2003 Ninja Turtles, and then it became Fast Forward. And even Fast Forward, the animation started getting a little bit you know, less productive, more lazy. Oh, no. Bob's a puppet. Is that a symbol? <laughs> but yeah. But no, the uh, the Ninja Turtles, the CG one, I never liked it at first. I thought I was like, ah, I don't like the way their their limbs look, the their the way they they move. Uh, the skyline looks fucking bland, blank. Just you you know, one color. There's no there's no uh, I don't know. There's no contrast. But then later realizing after watching a few episodes that the story, the arc is really good. Like the story is actually amazing in that TMNT. But just not a big fan of the animation. That's all. And if, I, if we can have a world where we had both, I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? It'd be pretty good. Who knows? Maybe in the somewhere distant future, we'll be able to make those CG shows ourselves. Obviously, copyright laws will fucking impede that. But at the end of the day, all it takes is somebody to have some inspiration from all these shows and create their own thing. Wouldn't have had Rick and Morty, right, if it wasn't for all these other shows? Now people are going to be inspired off Rick and Morty and make something even crazier. There's always, there's always going to be the next one, right? I don't think it'll ever end. It can end. There's, you know, million fucking billion human brains out there. And uh, one or two created this show. So what the fucking 10 million do? A fucking ton, right? Ah. Just nice to sit back on this Sunday. Get ready for the week. Look at these guys. They're zombies. They're all shaded in this dark color. I guess that means they're tainted. They go through that. What happens when they go through there? They all have their barcodes on the side. Sir, please present your identification. Ah, oh, they fucking branded his ass. Frisket. No. Now you know this world's bad. 
Dutch just walking around. I never, okay, I never understood that why she was seeing all this. I was like, oh, how come they're not getting Dot? But it's because Fong is showing them, keep it moving. Keep it moving. You get your ass back there. Oh, the all-seeing eye coming at you. Look at all this symbolism in this show. Really clever. Honestly, these guys were geniuses. The amount of effort they went in. <sighs> you got to you gotta give them some awards. You got to give them... Give him another show. Give him another. Oh, Nibbles Diner. Nibbles. Oh, Nibble. Oh, I want to go in there. I like. Uh, I like Dot's uh, contrast. Her green, the green uh, face, it looks like a neon, like a neon glow stick. If you cracked one. Now nah, she's pissed. What have you done to my diner? They're all scared of her. Better be. It's fucking Dot, and it's her diner. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, I remember this. Wow, I should remember this, but... Cecil comes in. Oh, I thought he was all uh, snowed out on the screen, but he's he's got no expression. He's a robot. Everyone's a robot. Everyone just does what they're told. Do what you're told. Input command. Keep it moving. Tell him, Dot. I just want to kick one of those round balls. I mean, a zero, right? Those are zeros and ones. Which is funny, though. I mean, the amount of the amount of computer tech, you know, references in this is amazing. There was an ep yeah the episode with um, where yeah Enzo's birthday, Megabyte comes out with a guitar. Um, there's a one of the stand one of the acts is a stand up comedian. And he's telling his joke in zero. It's like zero one one zero one one zero zero one one in binary, right? And apparently, if you translate it, it actually turns out to be a joke, or some or a phrase or something like that. But I, I don't remember exactly. But if you if you have a chance, look it up, it, or watch that episode and then look it up. You'll see what, see what I'm saying. But that's actually another one of my favorite episodes. And it's always birthday because it's on the lighter tone. It's not as dark as this. But I love how. Reboot can get dark, right? Can go real light, but it can also go real dark. Like this episode here. Like, assuming they weren't gonna get a second season, you can understand what what they were doing here. They were really trying to warn humanity a little bit. If you're not seeing it the way I'm seeing it, well, I mean that's all right too. But maybe you can, maybe now after hearing it, maybe you can go take a look at it yourself and just give it that perspective. Go, go and see what they're doing in all these other countries. You know, it doesn't have to be a brand on the forehead. It could be a brand on your phone. It could be a brand on somewhere else. It doesn't have to be in that format, but it can have the same aspects, right? Similar aspects. Oh, man, Enzo's an ass. Oh, Megabyte. The Overlord. He's the Kim Jong-un of the fucking... Mainframe system. Imagine you can't go out of your sector. Can't go over uh, over the border. You can't go can't go anywhere. It's all limited. You got to bow down to your masters. I don't know. Fuck that world. Fucking hard in the ass, right? <laughs> no, seriously. Ah, oh, look at these guys. They're little rebels, drawing a. Spray painting a little picture of mega frame, uh, megabytes. Sorry, I like it because it's probably it looks like something that was done in paint, something that I would have done in paint, and then they got taken away. This world has n you have no expression in this world. You can't say your piece. Mm -mm. Oh yeah, I remember this. Ba uh, Fong, sorry, Fong. Fong is. Uh, Basically in the alleyway, you know, the almighty, the all-wise Fong. Oh, that penguin, guys, that penguin. Uh, if you guys have ever seen the Santa Claus Brothers, it's a YTV Christmas special. Go on YouTube. I think it's on YTV, uh, the YTV YouTube channel. Uh, just type Santa, the Santa Claus Brothers, watch it. I think I think that penguin is in there, or that penguin is seen somewhere else. He's, he's in other shows, and I believe Mainframe Studios... Worked on those other shows. 
utilized the different characters' models and whatever that they had. But that's a, that's another one that I remember about it. Now that I think about it, the Santa Claus Brothers. That's a classic. Like when I, every year, you know, you've got your Christmas shows, your your rituals that you like to watch. You know, Santa Claus coming to town, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Jingle All the Way, myself, Nightmare Before Christmas. But to be honest, Nightmare Before Christmas, I usually watch that in between Halloween and and uh, Christmas. It's really sometimes it's even a Halloween movie. I'll be honest. But uh, but for Christmas, the Santa Claus Brothers. That's my little gem. And the reason is because, for some reason, YTV used to always play it every year. And they would play it at, at like, a weird time. They'd play it, like, on a Friday, as soon as, you know, Friday evening or uh, a Wednesday evening. One of those two, you know. Or sometimes even a Sunday afternoon. So I, that's what I, I think that's how, that's how they did it. But they did it every, differently every year. And uh, it was a show that I really enjoyed. Uh, or a show, I mean, a movie, a little mini movie made by YTV. And voiced by... Brian Cranston. I think Brian Cranston plays Santa Claus or one of the brothers. I'm not sure. But Brian Cranston's in there. The guy from uh, Breaking Bad. Malcolm in the Middle, the dad. He's the voice in a YTV CG movie that probably nobody's ever heard of. Other than, you know, living in Canada and maybe in the 90s. But, yeah. And I remember watching it last year or the year before and then pick it up on the voice and going, hey, this sounds so familiar. Uh, yeah, Brian Cranston. Who would have thought, eh? But it, it does suit him. It does suit the role when you watch it. Oh, no. Dot's stuck in the alley. Who's going to come save her? Who do you think? I have no idea. It's got to be Bob, right? Or a version of Bob, but they said Bob's dead. Bob's dead, Dot. What's that thing going around his eye? I mean, he's got like a, a metal, you know, net thing, but... Oh, man, that eye is fucking freaky. The old seeing eye. Yo, what is that? Oh, she's getting branded. They're saying, now you are one of us. Oh, no, they're turning into a zombie. Don't forget to get your second dose. <laughs> Poor Dot. Oh, that's sick. The way they flashed out of there. My child, now you have seen what can happen if you don't do any research and you just believe everything the government tells you. Oh, look how flat that tire is. Oh, that's another thing I, I forgot. The, uh, the, the characters in the games, they're usually a little bit, you know, crappier design like that, right? They're not as smooth. I like that. I like the way they do that. You can distinguish the difference, you know, between a game and between the real world. The real world characters, the ones that you, you make an appearance often, you know, they're better designed. This one here just looks fucking flat. I don't know if they did that on purpose or if it, if it was actually just a, a quick design, you know, just to get things, just to get the ball rolling. No pun intended. But just to, you know, say, hey, we're only seeing this guy for one episode. There's no need to, you know, one episode in a few frames. Don't go all out. Don't put, make it so detailed. I thought he was peeing for a sec. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't, but it kind of looked like he was like, hey, I'm just taking a quick piss here. Oh, that's wicked. I'll show you. Yeah, hold it tight. Hold it tight and let me piss when I'm able to. Oh, can I piss now? Please. I need to piss. He's like, uh... I'm going to win. Oh, no, you're not. Well, that, that alien-looking thing in the uh, that she shot the water gun through, that kind of looks like one of the aliens from Men in Black when uh, Will Smith, Agent K, is... Uh, or Agent J, I don't I forget. I think it's J, right? Agent J is shooting uh, the girl with the, the book, right, in that scene. But one of the, uh, one of the aliens in there kind of looks like that. She gave up. That's the that's the moral of the story, guys. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. When times look down, when you're in your worst rut, there's always, you know, as long as you got that next breath and you keep going, keep pushing it through, keep persevering. And uh, that's also one of the good themes about this episode, episode 100. Uh, I never stopped. You know, I always wanted to keep doing the show. Obviously, I've had times 
when I um, had little breaks here and there. But that's just because of, you know, busy, busiest stuff. But I'm always up for watching a good cartoon and sharing it with you guys. And uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it too. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I've got 100 more episodes to go after this and maybe a thousand who knows where we go with this but i'm i had a lot of fun today and i've been having a lot of fun these past two years started this back in i want to say 20 2019 november yeah i started this in 2019 november i really had the idea for it that summer 2018 the summer of 2018 and i started working on a couple little designs little pictures and whatnot but uh, recorded the first episode October, November of 2019. And uh, I just really haven't stopped. Kept the ball rolling. I've been doing the commercials on YouTube. If you guys have a chance, go on YouTube. Go on tunealong.com as well. All the content is there as well. Um, I'm working on it. Trying to get um, trying to get it more, you know, user-friendly. But it's, it's never-ending, you know, the website and all that. So go check all those good things out. And let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any input. It's tough to uh, it's tough to get back to, to people right away with uh, the scheduling and all that, but uh, but the fact that we can sit down and and watch a good cartoon like reboot on a nice Sunday evening uh, for me that speaks volumes. <laughs> that also reminds me of the rebels from Star Wars when they're going in infiltrating the base. Like any movie when you got rebels infiltrating. <laughs> oh yeah, those tanks in that eye. Probably the, my favorite part of the episode. The best design thing in the episode. If you guys remember the PS1 game, I think I definitely spoke about this in the first episode, but the PS1 game, the reboot game, is really fun. I mean, play the first level, second level. It's um, You're basically on a hoverboard. You're going around collecting things, doing little... Uh, activating switches, destroying enemies. It looks really busy. It is a PS1 game, and PS1 was definitely pushing the envelope on a lot of the uh, you know the video game designs and worlds and whatnot when it came to, uh, to you know to that. Like N64 couldn't really do it because of the limitations. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going, well, you know, there's a lot of good. Of course, I, I'm an N64 guy personally, but I always felt like PS1. Uh, had a lot more bugs, if you will. Like in their games, there was a lot more, or a lot, uh, I don't know how to word it, but there's just a lot more mess in a PS1 game, I find. And it, but, but you can get around it, whereas the N64, you couldn't really have that mess. It would take up too much space. The CD could hold more memory. It's not to say the graphics are better or whatnot, but it just felt like PS1 had more shit in the CD, more stuff. And if you just go check out that, that reboot game, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Just the first level, you're like, whoa, look at all this this light. Look at everything going on. It's it's pretty intense. Siphon filter as well. Um, just good games, though. They're they're really good games. But uh, definitely you can tell that you can definitely tell that it's a PS1 game. What does that mean? Well, I don't know. You figure it out. You let me know what you think. We're almost at the end of the episode, guys. Something's happening. The episode's about to end, and Dot's about to fucking fuck you all. Oh, there she is. This was 100% a Dot episode. I like that. I like that they didn't just make the two-parter, the first two-parter, um, you know, just a Bob or, a, you know, just a Bob was barely in this, to be honest with you. I mean, he played a huge part, but this is Dot's episode. This is show. This shows how the show cares about all its characters, and, you know, at the end, they're ending the season with Dot as a as a hero. As the main hero, who really saves all the mainframe. Like without Dot, you think because you're thinking to yourself, "Well, Bob's the hero." Without Bob, no, no, no. Without Dot, that's the world you would get. Bob is good, but Bob can be a little bit of you know. Bob needs his Dot. Bob and Dot go hand in hand. Oh, and Fong. There's Fong to fucking light the sky. Oh, doesn't that feel good? That feels great. Feels like a nice refresh. Feels like a nice reboot. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing the day that happens? Fireworks everywhere. Victory on all sides. No more no more depressing fucking world. No more barcodes and shit. 
That was the end of the episode, guys. Eve Pearson directed it, as always. Huge fan. Ah, oh, I felt good. Just want to take a look here. Um, that's some more stuff for for reboot, just for fun, just to see what else we can find. Oh my! I know there was a few toys. There was some toys, right, for reboot. I remember that. What else did they have? There was one video game that I know of. It's the PS1 one. Might have been on PC, but I, I don't know. Because the uh, the Beast Wars game. There's a Beast Wars game for the PS1. Not the uh, not the trans not the transmutant one where they they transform and it's like a battling game, like a fighting game. But there's an actual, uh, I guess, third person view game where you're going around shooting stuff. Haven't been able. I have it, but I have it doesn't work on my PS1. And I ha I was able to get it for the PC. For some reason, it doesn't work. I have to find another way. But yeah, so going back here to, oh, did you guys know this? Uh, for the voices, Bob in season one and season two and four, and second Bob in season four is voiced by Michael Benyar. Benyar. I don't know if that made any sense, but basically season one, two, and four is voiced by Michael Benyar, and then season three is voiced by Ian James Corlett. Why? That's bizarre. Well, I mean, they brought him back for season four. They probably said, oh, no, 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 let's go back with the other guy. Uh, Dot Matrix, Princess Bulla, and the system voice is Kathleen Barr. So when you hear the woman, the system voice, it's actually Dot's voice. That's cool. Uh, Enzo Young. Oh, Young Enzo is Jesse Moss from season one. Matthew Sinclair is season one and two. So Enzo has, Young Enzo has a different voice actor from season one. And then season two. And then season three, there's a guy called Christopher Gray. He voiced Enzo. And then in season four, Danny McKinnon. But that was a flashback scene, apparently. Uh, Wellman Matrix is Dale Wilson. Adult Enzo is Paul Dobson. Megabyte is Tony J. Tony J. I was, I, when I saw the name, I was like, oh, is that Tony Ja? Guy from Ong Back, the fighting, fighting movie. I think he's in, uh, speaking of Tony Jaa, I think he's in the Monster Hunter movie. I, I saw a quick, quick thing on Amazon the other day, and I was like, hey, that guy looks like Tony Jaa. Is that, is that Tony Jaa? They got him in a fucking suit and of armor. and It's pretty cool. Probably check that movie out as well. And what else have we got here? I mean, that's really it as far as the main characters go. Oh, Mouse. Mouse and Rocky the Raccoon are the same voice actresses. Uh, Stevie Valance. Mouse. That's another one of my favorite characters. Mouse and Dot. Yeah. <laughs> Slash Turbo, Mr. Mitchell, her hair doctor, is Gary Chuck. Okay. They changed the voice actors quite a bit between between the seasons. Uh, well, uh, who's the voice of Fong? I want to see Fong. The voice of Fong is also the voice of Mike the TV, Cecil, and Al. And that's Michael Donovan. Interesting. Interesting. Mike the TV and Fong have the same voice actor. Okay, now let's see here. We got network censorship for the show. Uh, the show's early jokes at the expense of Board of Standards and Practices, BSNP, came from frustration encountered by the show's markers, makers brought about by an abundance of script and, ending, and editing changes that were imposed upon mainframe before episodes were allowed to air. These changes were all aimed at making the show appropriate for kids and to prevent even the slightest appearance of inappropriate content, imitable violence, or sexuality. Hmm. The characters, the character Dot was considered too sexualized by the BSNP, even though she was never one to expose much cleavage. So the animators were forced, forced to make her breasts less curvy and form them into lumpy mono breasts. What? A slight as lightly referred to by the staff. However, starting with season three, after severe, severing ties with ABC, the mono breasts of all adult female characters were replaced with more anatomically correct versions. Is that right? So season one dots boobs and season three dots boobs. Take chick, take a good look. I mean, you're allowed now. <laughs> uh, in other word, in other in another case, the word hockey, as well as the sport itself was cut in some countries as it was supposedly used as a vulgar slang 
term there. Okay. In the episode Talent Night, one scene of Doc giving her brother Enzo a sisterly kiss on the chin was cut due to BSNP's fear of promoting incest. Okay. An, ins an insinuation which Pearson described as one of the sickest things I've ever heard. Yeah. Holy shit, these fucking guys, eh? You believe the network censorship reboot of all fucking shows. Today you're now you go on Netflix and they have fucking pedophile shows like fucking cutie pies and shit, right? And then and you're worried about fucking you know. See what I'm saying? The sick world we're living in doesn't make any sense. I mean, they're gonna keep pushing the boundaries and the envelope until next thing you know, you have full on fucking nudity on TV. There's not gonna be any fucking oh, well, you know, we didn't back when I was a kid we. We weren't allowed to see a bra, a bra, and now today we can see a full-on bube. Ah, makes me sick. Ah, at the end of the day, it's a reboot, right? It's a good show. It's a classic. Episode 100. I'm all over the place today, by the way. Who gives a shit at the end of the day, right? I mean, I certainly don't right now. I hope you guys don't give a shit either and just go with the flow. It's, uh, it's a lot easier, I find. Just enjoy life as it is. Little words of philosophy, wisdom, brought to you by Fong. Just, uh, just hit that reboot button on the bun on the on the PC, and uh, get a nice, free, fresh, clean slate when things are a little bit slow. That's all. So, with that being said, guys, I mean, I gotta end it right there. It's been a long one. Episode 100, episode 101 coming up this week. Hopefully, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere around there. And uh, give me some uh, suggestions. Take a look at the shows I've done. I'm trying to keep it different. I'm trying not to do the same ones over and over. Um, but then after I've done, you know, a, a huge variety of shows, I'm going to go and start doing some random ones or some more uh, meaningful ones, I should say. So don't forget, like always, go to tunealong.com for all the uh, Tune Along, you know, shit on there. Uh, go to YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all, and all that shit. Hit the thumbs up. Shove that up your ass and... We'll be seeing you on the next one. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Have a good week. Bye-bye.